Welcome to My Two Cents with Keith Beggs from Steadfast Wealth Strategies. In this podcast, we show high-level executives and business owners why comprehensive financial planning and executive bonus structures don't have to be too good to be true. Keith draws on his experience in realistic financial planning, and expert guests share his two cents about academically-based financial planning that you have to hear to believe. Now, on to the show. Welcome to another episode of the My Two Cents Podcast. My name is Keith Beggs. I'm the founder and CEO of Steadfast Wealth Strategies. Uh, today, again with us is John McDonough, the Senior Managing Director for Cool Springs Financial, uh, as we continue our conversation about premium financing. How are you doing, John? Morning, Keith. How are you? Doing well. Uh, doing very well. So today, we're going to talk specifically about uses for business owners, Right. Um, I think we mentioned on the previous podcast that most of our business owners are private companies. It can be public companies, but there's a lot more hurdles, right? Anytime you get into a publicly traded company versus a private company. So the majority of these businesses will be privately owned. Um, but how are privately owned businesses using premium financing? One thing that I, I've noticed with the business owners that, we, that we've partnered with, or just business owners in general, is the most successful business owners maximize uh, their capital. They maximize their time, right? They're extremely efficient with these type of limited resources, right? Time is a limited resource. So how do you maximize your time? And capital as a business owner is another limited resource. Um, we have a lot of things that we need to do with that, whether it's marketing, taking care of our employees, uh, making a better product, technology, and, and how we maximize that capital a lot of times to set us up for success as business owners. And I know this has been a great tool in helping a lot of our clients and then other clients out there maximize their capital, free up money so they can then continue to do things that make them successful. Uh, so John, I'm going to kind of use that as an introduction. Um, kind of tell me what are some of the best uses for this uh, as a business owner? Thanks, Keith. I wouldn't necessarily say a best use. I would say the multiple different uses um, because it all depends on where that business is at that point in time with what they're trying to accomplish. We've used our design, our premium finance strategy in a couple different applications. One of them being executive bonus, almost like a deferred compensation plan, something like that has a golden handcuff, a retention tool for business owners for their key components, their key employees of their company, their C-suite executives, their, their superstar salesperson, that CFO that they don't want to be courted away by another firm, you know, something like that. So our design, when applied properly and structured properly, is able to put a golden handcuff on that individual, something, a long-term incentive plan, where the employee can see the benefit of what this could provide for them in terms of tax exempt um, distributions from the plan down the road, and they're willing to stay with that company for the next X number of years. And it's, it's customizable to each employee inside of the company. But for example, that employee is willing to stay there and do their job, do a great job for the next three years, five years, seven years, 10 years, et cetera, so that they have the opportunity to receive that windfall of tax-free distributions down the road um, because they did that job. And the owner enjoys that benefit because they have a an engaged employee they have an employee that's not looking like the grass is greener on the other side but the owner doesn't have to expend any of their 
hard-earned capital. They don't have to use their cash flow. They don't have to use their profitability. They don't have to use their money. We're going to use the bank's money to do the funding of this mechanism. And it really is a win-win-win all across the board. That's one way. There's also buy sell. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, John. Let's let's go back to that way real quick. Let's talk about that a little bit more in depth. So when you say win, 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 explain the win to the CFO or to the employee, right? What is the win to them? Yeah, the win, the, the win to them is they're getting a benefit, a potential benefit, much like a promise of a pension plan in the future. But they're getting a substantial benefit that is bigger than what the distribution from their 401k would be. They're getting a distribution equivalent to what would be almost like getting equity in the company if they turned around and sold it um, for cash at a point in the future. That's the benefit for the employee. The benefit for the business owner is that they're not having to use any of their cash. They're not having to use um, a significant portion of their cash. They're not having to, to give away equity of the company. They're not having to give away options, stock options, those types of things. So that's the win-win. The third win is obviously for the bank. Banks make money by lending money, right? And so that's when I say a win-win-win. The bank wins, the employee wins, the business owner wins. Okay, and then when you mentioned uh, three, five, seven years, right? Similar to like a vesting schedule that they probably have right now if they have a 401k or if they've ever worked without, inside of a 401k where, the, where they gain ownership of the policy, right? The life insurance policy in this case. Um, if they stay, whether it's three years, five years, seven years, and I think you mentioned this is fully customizable. It's considered a non-qualified benefit. So that could be different per employee, correct? Yeah, and it typically is different for each employee, maybe for each individual employee based on the size of the company that we're dealing with or class of employee based on the size of the company that we're dealing with. But that is just something that is arbitrarily decided upon by the business owner, the CFO, the CEO, their attorney, to make sure that they've got something short enough that the employee can stay engaged, but long enough to help them meet the goals that they want to meet. Okay. And so the typical alternative to this for a company would be like an ESOP, right? There would be some corp of um, ownership in the company. Um, it might be a bonus structure, right? All those things are very cash intensive to the company. Um, but that would be the type of benefits that, that you typically see versus this, right? Um, and, yeah, and typical yeah. to this point. The, the alternate strategies to this really would fall in line with a deferred compensation plan, an executive bonus plan, like you mentioned, an ESOP plan, or even some type of equity play that the ownership group would give to those employees. And that's expensive. That's a cash flow intensive alternative, either for the company or for the employee. Remember, deferred comp is the employee is actually deferring compensation for the later point. So it's expensive to somebody from a cash flow perspective. And our alternative is listen, you keep your powder dry, you keep your cash flow, either you're the owner or the employee. We can work on some sort of vesting schedule or, or graduated scale to ownership of this design. But let's let the bank, with rates where they are, let the bank do all the heavy lifting with the cash flow. Right. Yeah. And I think 2020 taught anybody anything. It's cash is king, right? You want to make sure you have a lot of liquidity and flexibility because um, there's a lot of unknowns out there like we did this year. And you got to be able to pivot to stay, to stay in, in the lead in the marketplace. 
Well, not only liquidity is key from a business survival standpoint, from, but also from a business opportunity standpoint. I mean, look at all of those companies that had substantial liquidity on hand that could take advantage of the things that took place in the market. And that's where, again, obviously we're a little bit biased, but as, as candid as I can be, let's use other people's money when it doesn't cost a whole lot to use that source of capital. Right. Okay, so employee benefits, it's a great alternative to ESOP. It, it frees up a lot of capital for the business, allows them to keep doing what they're best at, which is whatever their business model is, instead of pulling money out of that business model um, for these other benefits that their employees need. Um, what, else, what else do you see it being used as? Yeah, so key employee. So there's another term um, called key employee or key person coverage, and that's where I'm a business owner, or Keith, you're a business owner, and you have your key employees. And if you lost those key employees due to premature death, um, disability, untimely issues happening to them, you know, that would hurt your business because you have to replace that person. You've got to recruit, hire, train, replace that person in your firm. And that's a hit to business operations and potentially a hit to business profitability. So there's a way that we can cover that with key person coverage Again, the bank pays the premiums on behalf of the client and it doesn't cost the client any cash flow out of pocket. So not as sexy as the executive bonus or you know the, the, the C-suite design that we just talked about, but equally as important, if not more important, looking at the key employee coverage. And that really rolls Keith into buy-sell coverage, right? So when you have multiple owners of an entity and if one person dies, do you really want to be in business with that, you know, deceased partner, spouse, children, grandchildren? Do they have a way, does the company have a way to buy those heirs out of the company? And this is a way, again, where the bank pays the premiums that buy sell policies can be completely funded and it doesn't eat into the cash flow, the profitability of the company to do so. Okay, and I know we've seen this a lot with uh, different like law firms. Typically, this type of a, this type of structure is very popular with um, doctors' offices. Is another one that we've seen um, that these type those two types of structures, right? Key man and and the buy sell. I mean, if you have an attorney that's that's your number one hours guy or a lady, and you know you're losing them, what that could do for the company. Um, this type of policy covers you for that, whether they leave. Um, to another job where something actually happens and you know we have some coverage there um, right. any other type of industries that you've seen that have that have really jumped on that type of design on the key person yeah i mean every every industry has a key person unless the business owner is also you know doing sales and also doing manufacturing and also doing production and also doing administrative yeah. work every industry has key people right and business owners just hate thinking about where Business owners by, by default, by human nature, tend to be very optimistic and not pessimistic in their view, but they, we have to look at the reality of it. The, the equally important issue is that buy-sell issue that I just talked to you about. I mean, gosh, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to who have gone into business with a person, that person has a debilitating something, they're out of the business, and now that person is doing business with that spouse that their, their partner's spouse or their partner's children. And, and there's not enough money in the company to buy them out. And they don't want to go to the bank and get a loan to buy them out. So it's just, it really causes a domino effect of problems. And so that's why we found that really when we do a design for somebody, Keith, 
we're going to look at all three of those components. We're going to look at the buy sell if there's a reason to. We're going to look at the key person because that is in every organization. And then we're going to look at the executive bonus design as well for that retention tool for those C-suites so that the business owner doesn't have to give up any equity, right? So we're going to look at all three of those when, when possible. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of times you might offer um, a policy to a key employee as an executive benefit or bonus um, structure, and then you'd have a key man on that same employee to protect the company. Right? right. So one is a benefit to the client, or not the client, excuse me, the employee, and one's a benefit to the company, and, and they work in marriage well together. That's right. In fact, they're kind of like peanut butter and jelly, right? That we typically don't do one without the other. Right. Yeah. If, I'm, if I want to incentivize you to say, I want to make sure that, you know, that I'm covering a case for some reason you, you don't, we're unable to do that. Great. Um, those others, are those the three main um, uses that you see um, primarily with the business owners? They are. Th those are typically the three areas. I mean, there's other spinoff areas that we can look at. For example, there's debt coverage, right? For certain types of companies that have a certain amount of debt that's that they've signed uh, personal guarantees on, we can put some debt coverage on that. Uh, again, financed as well by the insurance company. If we have any private equity funds where they don't have a history of sales, but they got a huge influx of capital, we can insure that as well, again, using bank financing. So there's a couple different spinoffs, but the three um, traditional ways that we're going to look at starting to help a company are those three ways, they, the executive bonus design, the key person design, and then the buy-sell design. And when you're going through this, this process with, with, a, with a business owner, um, who are you typically meeting with, just the CEO or the CFO? Um, are you meeting with the attorneys? Who, who do they usually typically bring to this type of meeting, or do they need to bring anybody? Yeah, it depends on the size of the company that we're dealing with, right? Um, if it's a smaller company, typically it's the business owner and their CFO type person, whether it's a CFO for hire or whether it's their, their finance person in-house that they deal with. We're not meeting with the CPA here because there's really no tax play involved. There's no real out-of-pocket cash flow from the company, so there's no tax deduction to be had. Um, we do talk to attorneys, but only when we get to the part of the employment agreement um, and getting those documents in line. But there's really no legal issue in play here. We're not looking to create anything that hasn't already been um, addressed by legal laws around the country and around every state. Um, so it's typically the CEO or the business owner and their finance person. Now, if it's a much bigger company, Typically, we're starting out with the CFO, and then we're going to the board of directors, ultimately, to present to the board of directors. No, John, that makes a lot of sense. One other you know, use that I know we've used with a few of the people that, that I've brought to the table um, is we'll have a family-owned business, and um, the, the business owner either wants to pass the business on to a, to a child, or maybe the business doesn't have a lot of value without the business owner. And so they're worried about, hey, I'm not going to be able to sell this business. How am I going to retire off of it? Or if I give this business to my child, I don't want them to have to take a giant loan out to, to buy me out. So, so how does that work? And I know that what, what Cool Springs does, um, they have an amazing solution for this. And I'll kind of let you explain um, that a little bit more detail. Yeah. And this is also where it gets fun. But this is also where personal private business ownership is very messy, right? Because... To, to extrapolate your, your scenario even further, let's say you have one child 
who's actually in the business, works in the business with you, but doesn't have the money to buy you out and you're just going to give the business to them, but you have two other children that you love equally, but they're not in the business. How do you give them fair value that the one that's in the business gets, right? It just gets messy. And right. this is where also for business owners, this can, can bleed into personal estate planning, right? Or, or net worth planning. And, and so in this example, because the asset of the business is privately owned by the individual, we're able to do some estate planning insurance for this. And we can help equalize the estate for the different children or the heirs that would be involved, whether it's from a business valuation and give them equal parts life insurance, whether it's using this policy to provide the cash flow to buy the business owner out. There's a couple different strategies, but it really starts to bleed into estate planning for, for that business owner or in their family. Well, great. Well, that's going to lead us into our next podcast next week. Um, so we will, uh, we'll stop this one here. If you are a business owner, if you have any questions about what we talked today about the, the employee benefit structures, buy sell agreements, key man, how do you free up capital to keep doing what you do best, but to keep your employees and your company protected and, and safe and, and, and motivated? Um, cool Springs has some great opportunities that are non-cash intensive that allows you to keep your powder dry or to invest it in the opportunities that make you the most money. Um, if you have any questions, you can always reach me at Keith at steadfastws.com. Um, you can find us online at steadfastws.com, or you can give me a call at 832-506-9034. John, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Keith. Talk to you. Bye-bye. And that's John McDonough of Cool Springs Financial and Keith Beggs of Steadfast Wealth Strategies. Get all episodes of Keith's podcast, My Two Cents, by subscribing. And of course, you can share using the share button. Thank you for listening to My Two Cents with Keith Beggs. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. All securities discussed are offered and provided through Steadfast Financial Planning, LLC. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Steadfast Wealth Strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor and or qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. This podcast is not intended to provide specific investment, financial planning, tax, or legal advice. It is intended for educational purposes only. Please consult your tax advisor, financial advisor, or legal professional for specific advice on your specific situation.